presents the In My House Pro Wrestling Podcast. Finally, The Rock has come back home. Scotty Villa brings you your new favorite pro wrestling podcast. There is nothing you could do that is more dangerous than wrestling CM Punk. He's got the latest in covering all of the major promotions in professional wrestling. Austin 316 says I just whipped your ass. Breaking news and hot topics. He's covering everything from Monday night till Sunday night's main event. I'm the hottest thing in professional wrestling. I'm Dr. Rit Baker. D. And we never forget to go old school. I was rowdy before rowdy was cool. From the golden era. The irresistible force meeting the immovable object. To the attitude era. And if you're not done with that... To the revolution. It's about the 14 years it took me to go from undesirable to ungoddamn deniable. And everything in between. This is your pro wrestling podcast. This is in my house. Give me a hell yeah! Welcome everyone to the In My House Pro Wrestling Podcast. It is 2024 and we are back. Paralegal Mike, how are you, pal? Not bad. Happy New Year to the In My House Pro Wrestling Podcast faithful. I hope you all had a nice holiday. We did. We hope you enjoyed our year-end show. What a show it was a spectacular. We thank our UK correspondent, UK Tom, or for all the UK listeners, Canadian Tom. <laughs> we had a blast doing it, and we are excited for a brand new year yeah. of professional wrestling. Uh, thanks for checking out the show. It was one of our most listened to shows uh, of all of last year, of 2023, and we had a blast doing it. it. It's usually the most fun show of trying to recap the year, giving our picks on uh, what we liked and didn't like, so... Thanks for checking that out. Thanks for uh, following us uh, on the socials. And if you haven't, it's at In My House Pod on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. You'll find us all there. Uh, you'll find the podcast on Spotify and majority of your favorite podcast platforms. Make sure you hit that share button. Spread the word. Let's make this uh, an even bigger year than it was last year. But Mike, it's been a couple of weeks. It's been a couple of weeks. And there's been some things going on. Things happening. Sure. If that's how you want to look at it. Yeah. Before we get into like little tidbits and quick hits and whatnot, I think we should just dive right into the big topic today. Oh, AEW World's End was last Saturday. Uh, yeah. January or sorry, uh, December 30th. And I hummed and hawed all week long, but Tony Khan got me. I hummed and hawed all week long about do I buy this pay per view? Do I just find out the results on Twitter like everybody else? But Tony Khan did a, a the pre-show press conference a day or two before and he said you're going to find out a lot on this pay-per-view most likely including who's behind the devil mask and i was like god damn it now i gotta buy it i have to buy it mike so i bought it 
<laughs> Boy, we're gonna hear. Was it buyer's remorse? Maybe. Uh, does it say sucker on this forehead? Yeah. Does it say sucker because that was not a good show. It wasn't very good. I believe I gave it a. Did I tell you guys? I think I gave it a C minus. Yeah. That's... We're not gonna break down the entire card or anything like that, but no. You got multi-man matches that don't matter, don't mean anything, and I don't even think I'd watch them on Dynamite. Random guys paired together. I don't give a shit about those matches, and we had two two of those matches. I understand injuries happen and alleged sexual assaults happen and the card changes, but you've got such a big roster, and you've got superstars. You've got pretty damn big stars in wrestling in your company and those guys were on the show those girls no. were on the show i just I, I found the card to be awful uh when we did our picks it was probably the most predictable card that we'd seen in a very long time between any company that we we do picks for and my it was so frustrating i'm really really bummed that i i dropped the 50 bucks on that and it's going to be a bit more of a, a lesson learned when it comes to buying AEW pay-per-views because I, I, I got the network. I don't have to buy WWE pay-per-views. Mike, we let, let's jump right to the main event. I mean, or yeah, let's, we could, we could just say this, you know, again, in true AEW fashion, there was a lot happening on this card. A lot like you said, between multi-man matches and stacking the card with as much as you possibly can. We can both agree on one thing, Scotty Via, for the year 2024 for AEW. Um, don't jam that much in your pay-per-views. Yes. If you're going to make this a $50 event, those matches should feel special. That means, guess what, everybody? You're not going to get on the card. You're just not. Um, there is some prime examples of this in my case. I mean, um, Dustin Rhodes being on the card as a fill-in, sure. I mean, Swerve needed to be there. We know that. What you got from that was that warranting that quick switch. You could have you could have pushed story further by having Swerve. Guess what? He didn't have to work. Could have cut a hell of a promo though. Yeah. Could have had fingers pointed at someone, kept stuff moving. But no, you still had to fill that gap, and you got. It, it makes Swerve look worse. It's not It's not a jab against Dustin Rhodes, but these guys are just told, like, you're going. What but, chemistry do you have? What what work have you done? <sighs> my biggest issue with that match, Mike, is they started off the match by Swerve attacking Dustin and stomping on his leg through a cinder block before the match even starts. To me, I'm like, that. okay, that's that's it. They're writing it off. That's a good way to get some heat on Swerve. But then Dustin comes back and they end up having a full long pay-per-view match. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, this isn't necessary. Like nothing against Dustin Rhodes, Hall of Famer for sure. Love him as gold dust. Love what he's doing, training uh, up and coming wrestlers for AEW. But you're not building Dustin Rhodes up to, to get that win back. No. You're, you're building swerve. This is, this is a one-off if I've ever seen it. We need eyes on Swerve still. We got to have him somewhere because we're going to keep pushing this guy. Yeah. It doesn't help you when the match is... No, Swerve has been putting out banger after banger, and then you you get this. Could have been on a Saturday night. Right? 
you, I like your idea that he could have cut a killer promo. People would be talking more about that than they're, they're not talking about at all about his match. It, it, we we are solely because we're we're putting it in a negative light. But I don't want to stay on one match mm-hmm. too specifically. Um, Miro and Andrade is another case of Andrade's filling the quota before he walks away and goes back to the Fed. Obviously, Miro was going to get that win. Um, yeah. Also, I feel like Miro is also counting down the fucking days before he realizes, oh, things weren't so bad where I was. He's a guy that I would love to see oh. back under the, the Fed umbrella home and being given a solid push by Hunter. I would or, love to see it. Or hear me out, Scotty. Give him a push in this fucking company. <laughs> I... <laughs> Why they haven't, I don't know. When he became TNT champion early on, I loved it. When he became the redeemer and started oh. cutting these amazing promos. With you. Even better. With you. I don't or, know if it's injury or what, but. or what? And he went away and did some TV stuff, didn't he? He did do that, but I think that was during the pandemic. So I, I don't think that it hurt him that much to not be on TV, but he's back. You have five hours of television now. You have three programs. You can't find a, a better spot for Miro to be on TV more than once a month, and it's just a promo that leads to something else the next month and another promo. I I need to see more of the guy. The guy needs to how, be on all three shows. How about we position him to end up wrestling Samoa Joe for the AEW World Heavyweight right? Championship? <laughs> right. I don't know. What a match that would be. I would love that. That'd be amazing. It's the fine. Before the, be next pay, before the next pay-per-view, there'll be a week of build, and then you'll get it. <laughs> um, some stuff on the card. Um, Tony Storm and Riho, I didn't hate. I didn't also think it was spectacular. Obviously, Tony Storm is going to keep running this gimmick, and it's best with the championship. Mm-hmm. Um, wasn't mad at that. Um, I mean, let's. you want to talk about the elephant in the room, the Chris Jericho stuff? Do you want to br- get this done quick? Yep. Um, obviously there's allegations out against Chris Jericho and here on the, in my house pro wrestling podcast, we don't stand for any of that nonsense. Remember wrestling world, just because a blogger said it doesn't mean it's true yet. Also it ruined that match or any potential it had. Sorry, pal. That's the way the internet works. Now you're going to get buried. Even if you are indeed in fact, innocent, who knows? You could be guilty. Hard to say. Um, that match sucked. It did. I fast forwarded a lot of it. That match sucked. It, it should have just been a tag team match for the tag titles with Ricky Starks and Big Bill against somebody. You have multiple tag teams in that company that you could have just thrown a bone to or say, hey, these guys lost the last match, but they, they won this match. You could have used your whole win-loss record thing, but instead you just made another generic BS eight-man tag that nobody gave a shit about. Other... Other things worth noting, Eddie Kingston defeats John Moxley in the softest match between two tough guys I've ever seen. <laughs> I actually, I didn't enjoy it as much as I enjoyed Eddie and Danielson. Uh, sure. That was amazing. 100% last true. Week. Yeah. But I, I did enjoy this match. I enjoyed the building of Eddie Kingston. It could have been done a little better because God damn it, John Moxley, register something. Snap your head back when you get hit with something. Sell something a little more. I know he was selling chops, but I, I don't want to see fucking chops anymore. You Bye. you said it. The best part about all of this is the main event push for Eddie Kingston. Yeah. 
Eddie Kingston is a star, in my opinion. Fucking a guy who acts that tough, wrestling that soft. You can chop someone, fucking chop him. Chop him. Yeah. I mean, you got a guy like Gunther out there who's fucking killing guys with a chop. Cutting you down like a redwood. When I see Eddie Kingston chop someone, I'm just like, pal, <laughs> put a little something in it, especially on a $50 premium premium event. Mike, it's one of those things now where do you can you tell me a single match where Gunther's opponent says, all right, chop me. Let's exchange chops. No. No. There's no, no. <laughs> That's the way it should be done. I think chops should be done for that reason alone. And I know Eddie loves the all Japan stuff where guys did that, but they yeah. weren't built like Eddie. They were built like shit brick houses. It, and it was like more pro of a, wrestlers from a different yes. era. Yeah. And it was more of a, I don't know if macho was the right word for it, but it sure. was just solidifying on how tough they are. But it was usually later on in the match. I think these guys are doing it beginning, middle and end. And in my opinion, for guys that aren't as big as Kawada and those guys from all Japan, you don't put it at the beginning because I don't care. Put it in the middle, whatever. Put it at the end when that you don't have any other resort but to try to just wear this guy down a little bit more and chop him in the chest. But I loved Eddie winning the, the Continental Classic. It was one of the best things AEW's done in a long time with that thing, with that tournament. I shouldn't call it a thing. With that tournament, it was very well done. A lot of people were confused by the scoreboard graphics. And I think that's where a lot of confusion came in with some people as to, mm-hmm. I don't understand it. Just get rid of that next time. You don't need that. More people will be invested in it if they can understand the scoreboard a little bit better. But it was great. It was fun. Everyone thought Brian Danielson was winning this tournament because it was made for him. And he didn't. And then you built up a guy like Eddie Kingston, who's now a triple count, tra- triple crown champion. And has championships in technically three different promotions. He's going to be a, a quote unquote fighting world champion. Use that. Use the next six months to have Eddie do that and build him up because right now, the way things are right now, as we record this before Dynamite on Wednesday, who is your top baby face in AEW? Exactly. Nobody. Exactly. Because as we get into the main event, MJF's no longer your world champion. You heard Paralegal Mike say it before, and you probably already know this, but Samoa Joe is your AEW world champion. And the devil's been revealed, and it was Adam Cole. And Boy. And his honor buddies. We, uh, almost like we were saying that at one point. Yeah. We were hoping you could get a little, a little more. Adam Cole just made sense. Internet, if you hate this, you're wrong. You're wrong Absolutely to hate wrong. it. Yeah, it, it was um, well done. It's the stuff, too, where... Like looking back, I don't know if you saw the stuff on Twitter where the mask was behind Adam Cole. Yeah. Early in um Cole and MJF getting together. Yep. Like the mask is straight up behind him. I'm like, that's cool. Like that's some fun Easter eggy type shit. Um, the unfortunate part is that MJF, as it stands right now, is going to be away from television. It's gonna be away from AEW. Even before that, the unfortunate part is is Adam Cole's legitimately hurt. Yeah, I was fully in the camp of he's not hurt. It's faking it for storyline, but clearly he is hurt because the reveal of Adam Cole as the man behind the devil mask or in the devil mask fucking sucked. He didn't he wasn't wearing the mask and then took it off. He was at ringside supporting MJF as his best friend after the match, after Joe taps out MJF. The goons come out. 
Joe pieces, lights go out, lights come on, Adam Cole sit in a chair, and his hoodlum buddies behind him. And then MJF's looking all very sad, saying, not you, you're my best friend. And then Adam Cole just takes the mask out of his jacket and holds it up. To me, that's where I think yeah. a lot of the wah, 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 wah came in because you didn't get an actual mask off reveal. Didn't happen. And Adam Cole can't work right now. So that part really sucks. I like the fact that they're trying to power through and I'm very curious to see where their storyline goes in the next week or two. But uh, we'll get into that in a second. Mike, the match was really good with MJF. It was it, it, for the shape MJF's in. Yeah. Not my favorite MJF match with nope. the triple B being held by him. But I I really did enjoy it. Guy showed up. Samoa Joe showed up. Samoa Joe should be a world champion. Yep. I love this decision. And no, there's, there's another thing. Zone. Don't be mad, people. No. Joe's a great world champion. He can work and he can speak. He's the the perfect combination. And he looks like a monster that AEW desperately needs at all times. Is a monster to make your baby faces look like they can't beat that guy. They're not going to do it with guys that are above 6'3". So you might as well do it with a guy that looks like Samoa Joe and works like Samoa Joe. Uh, the match was really good. I enjoyed it. I I kind of didn't like that Samoa Joe had to just peace out right away so they can get to the mask reveal and all that stuff, but it was what it was. I'm sure we'll get a hell of a promo from Joe tonight on Dynamite. But, Mike, let's get into the issues that now that AEW is facing in our eyes. <laughs> so, MJF loses the title. Yes. Uh, earlier in that day or the day before, he puts out an article in, at theathletic.com about supporting and being proud of AEW for being five years old and being one of the main guys when he really shouldn't have been. But also a big part of that article was how beat up and how injured he is and how he's most likely going to have to take some time off to either rehab or surgery or whatever it is to heal all of his injuries to keep going forward. He's only 25, by the way. And I feel like he kind of stooged off the finish. In our picks, I picked Samoa Joe to win the match solely based on what I read. Because he also had a line in there that said, it sounds like people are getting sick of my run as well. Maybe it's time for it to end. But MJF is either hurt and gone for a while. Or we can go with the kayfabe story of, well, he talked about 2024, that his contract was coming up at the end of 2023. Is he officially gone? I don't think he is. But Mike, you've got the reveal of this storyline with the 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 masked man, the devil man, and all of his buddies. And now MJF's gone. Yep. What the fuck do they do with those guys now? Do you go to your next baby face? Who's your next baby face? Eddie Kingston? What the, what's the issue with Adam Cole and any of those guys with Eddie Kingston? What's, Nothing. What's the faction behind Eddie? What's This is the thing when, you, when you're creating a faction like this, mm-hmm. your goal is that there'll be a faction they go up against. These guys have to work. Are you going to give... How many people are in this faction? Five? Five guys, yep. Four oh, guys. For fuck's it... sakes. Like, how do you book that, Tony? Why is there just four guys well, and then the other three could fucking just go get the trios? Well, technically, one of those guys is Adam Cole and he can't work. So it is four guys. It's Wardlow, the two Ring of Honor guys, and Roderick Strong. Again, my point. You still have four active guys mm-hmm. who can't 
can't go for the trios title. Like, if you want them to get over, they need to start beating guys. Don't don't Judgment Day it early. Unless your plan <laughs> is like, we learned from the Judgment Day and like this build could be worth it. AEW has proven time and time again, there is no build. It is never worth it. Their long-term storylines were Kenny and fucking Hangman. Yeah. And what? The year of Jericho and MJF? Yeah, you also had uh, MJF and Punk for a while that went. Yeah, that's fair. It's a long term storyline. But I mean, you and I were joking about this on the text line uh, last week or so. It's just like one of their biggest problems is they bring in a a big name or they do something with a big name, something awesome. Then the next week they just do a recap of it. Then the next week the guy's doing an interview with Rene Paquette. Oh. And then the next week is like, oh, if you want to see this guy or girl work, you've got to go to a collision or rampage to watch it. And there's Scotty, a month. Scotty booked that perfectly. We all asked. <laughs> We're like, yeah, that's exactly what's going to happen. That's you 100% know. how it's going to happen. And that's how they do it. And it's, I get why they do it, but I, I feel like Tony sometimes still thinks this is the attitude era where people are going to tune in every week, no matter what. And that's not the case. You and I uh, haven't seen Miro wrestle in months. And for all we know, he's working on rampage, but we want, don't get it up here in Canada. And two, I'm for, sorry, it's on a Saturday night. So it's just, it's you're not doing anything to help your cause right now. AEW losing MJF is massive. Losing Kenny, massive. Potentially losing Jericho for a little bit, massive. Danielson isn't healthy. He's working Wrestle Kingdom tonight. Who knows what he's going to be like after that? So unless you're turning Moxley, which he kind of has gone back to just being a tweener, Mm-hmm. Who else do you have as a baby face to go up against this this devil group with uh, the Ring of Honor boys and Wardlow? I d- I don't even know where to begin to book it. To- like tonight, obviously, we're recording while we're gonna hear some of this news. It'll be interesting to see. But I I said in the group chat, like it's I know no one wants to hear it. This if they don't write the ship, and you should be able to with the amount of talent you have on the fucking show. Um, this is where I would say start the beginning of the end of AW. And I know people are like, what? Tony is yet to go to a smaller room. He is yet to book anything super long term. Clearly, things are not okay with the Bucks in that company. I mean, clearly his um I believe is it Matt? His wife step uh, now stepped down. They did offer a new deal, yeah. but she yeah. obviously didn't accept. And um, I mean, obviously, this is all dirt dirt sheet stuff i mean we could claim it too if we really wanted to (laughs) but the talk was that the company didn't protect them after the cm punk stuff with with the way the legal went through it didn't make it seem like these guys weren't they weren't protected in her eyes is what is what came out about it um get over it first of all yeah if if there's one thing i'm done talking about in 2024 it's brawl up absolutely I've I've read the the same headlines and stuff too. Yeah. What, what what was Tony supposed to do? Come out and say the Young Bucks didn't do anything wrong. They were the victims in this. Don't be mad at them. Or grow up here, Tony. He has handled nothing accordingly. You let Punk spew his mouth on a press conference. You're the fucking head of this company, and you let that happen. You let it happen. Mm-hmm. You got your toy, and then you were just like, he can do whatever he wants. I'll and tell you he, what, he's not he gonna that. get to do. When he is in the Fed, 
that talk was simple when they <laughs> called him. Come down, we're talking. Yeah. You better be done with this shit. I also want to say that Sasha Banks won't save your promotion either. And if that money is true, which there's no way it is. No. Someone reported $25 million. Get fucked. Get fucked. Get fucked. 25 over five years. If you're getting paid $25 million to go to that women's division, good for you. You Absolutely. You milk, you, you milk the system and you'll <laughs> hardly have to work because you'll never be booked. Yeah, exactly. I will never give the gears to any athlete that signs up a contract if that's what someone's willing to give them. Go anywhere. Go. If they had that money, fuck it. Exactly. Go take that paycheck. But or for you, the listen, we're feeling for you, the talent. You yes. can get that kind of money. That Fed ain't giving you that kind of money. No. No. I, I, I just, just I, if that's again, you're right. If that's what their ace in the hole is for tonight, is just like, well, we got her. No shit. <laughs> so it, it's one of those things where I'd said before you bring in a new talent. And you you recycle the same process, or you, what you're going to give them the title within three months, and then in, in a year they're they have nothing to do. There's no chase anymore, and they're relegated to multi-person p- matches on Collision and Rampage. That's what will happen. I don't want that to happen. I think Tony really hit into something with the Continental Classic. I don't think you technically need to announce. Oh, by the way, we're doing another tournament, but you could do that booking wise and keep track of stats and that's how people earn title shots or this this and that or main events or whatever it is i think you can do that but nobody really does that and i just i don't know how tony gets out of this one i don't fully believe that aw's on its last legs or closing up shop i didn't anytime say last leg. I no, said, no. mark the beginning of the end if this is how things are going to continue, how have you not... Scotty, it's irritating to me that the man can't find a room to accommodate the amount of tickets you sell. We see the Canadian numbers. It is bad. Yeah. It's bad. And you can stop defending. They're like, gotta have a camera side. What do you say about the Fed? <laughs> Did you see the camera side that was full when The Rock came out? Because they showed that full arena. Uh, this is my point exactly. Yeah. You can book smaller rooms now. You can make that show feel more special. I don't know if it's pride. 100% it is. But listen, man, look where that got Eric Bischoff. Look where that got WCW. Take the mentality of the indies, which you had, and expand upon that. There, There is a happy medium there. I personally yes. don't, don't watch much of uh, Impact slash TNA or NXT because the room is too small. I don't like the environments that they're in because I think they're too small and I feel like I'm watching COVID wrestling again. But there is a happy medium. When AEW debuted in Toronto, they played the Coca-Cola Arena. They didn't play Scotiabank Arena. Mm-hmm. And the Coca-Cola Arena holds 6,000, 8,000, something like that. And it looked great on TV and it worked. You can do arenas like that. And I think they are hitting some of those more now. But you've got to give us a product to make people want to buy tickets. You and I could buy tickets to AEW Dynamite in Winnipeg right now. Yep. Hard cam. Sit wherever we want. Pretty much wherever we want. But I'm not hyped about the product right now. I'm just not. The women's division is a mess. The tag team division, holy fuck, might be worse. The most worst division in AEW. Mm-hmm. And 
outside of Samoa Joe and Swerve, and I'm uh, uh, for me personally, I'm going to put Adam Copeland and Christian in there because I love what they did at the pay per view, and I like Agreed. the stories continuing. We didn't the touch cool. on it enough, but they kind of a glue in a messy show to kind Absolutely. of hold that together, and a perfect heel swerve job. I fucking loved what they did. Mm-hmm. Outside of that, I don't really have any investment in anything that AEW is doing outside of the main event stuff. And that's problematic for me. That that really, really fucking bums me out. Because as I've said to you privately, I believe I've said it on the show, this was a company that was going to save tag team wrestling, that was going to save professional wrestling, going to save women's wrestling, and create a lot more jobs. They've created a lot more jobs. There's no denying that. But God damn it, you guys. You are dropping the ball on what you said you were going to do. Now for... more than ever, pull it together. Exactly. Right the ship. We we used to defend to be like, there's going to be something. There's going to be something. No. Mm-hmm. I, I don't want to see big debuts or anything like that. To me, that it's fine. It makes for a great pop. Give me something to sink my teeth into as a viewer to the point where I will pick up my phone and text my podcast slash best friend and say, holy fuck, I can't wait for Dynamite next week. Yeah. I can't I can't wait to see. You kind of had me doing that already with the Devil Mask stuff. And it was fine. It, I, I love the fact that it's Adam Cole. I love the fact that we're going to get a heel version of Adam Cole because he's a great heel. But the guy can't fucking work right now. He's hurt. So that's where I'm at, Mike, with AEW. Uh, obviously, listeners, let us know your thoughts on AEW. Hit us up on the socials at In My Host Pod. Uh, before we get into the quick hits uh, for things we may have missed over the break, is uh, anything else you want to add on AEW, Mike? Have a have a pretty solid Wednesday night. That's all I got to say. <laughs> I have, agree. Ha, try to have the best Wednesday you can, considering Please. what what happened on Monday. Let's get into Monday. Let's get into Monday. Monday night Raw, January first, uh, themed day one, which I love that they're theming. Raws and SmackDowns and NXTs now. NXTs yeah. been out for a couple of years just for the regular show, but the fact that they're bringing back names that they've used for pay per views to theme a Raw or a SmackDown to make them feel bigger, love it. I'm mm-hmm. all for it. Uh, we saw the return of The Rock come back. It was teased the day before that uh, former champions coming back. Uh, then we saw it on January 1st when The Rock is at the College Bowl games and the picture came out of The Rock talking to one of the hosts and Nick Khan's just hanging out in the background. So speculation was running wild, brother. But he came out and cut a nice little promo, did a little bit of stuff with Jinder Mahal because they they did a great job trolling. And Jinder Mahal, you're my champ this week for being a team player because nobody wanted to see you. But you came out and cut a great promo, great heel work, and you worked with The Rock. Rock, come out. Jinder Mahal, you're not mad. Exactly right. You're not mad. Exactly. He can he can go on and tout that he got those 83 million views on social media this past week, right? It could good good potential for him to do something with that kind of stuff, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But obviously, what everyone's talking about is the final line that the rock dropped. Yeah. After he finished dropping the elbow on Jinder, he said, San Diego, I'm hungry. Should I go eat? I'm gonna go out and eat, but I should I sit in uh, a booth or should I sit at the bar? And long pause and then says, or should I sit at the head of the table? 
and I, I popped big time, dude. I really did. I loved it. I, I felt like a kid again. I was like, Hannah, shut up. Shut up. He's going to say the thing. He's going to say the thing. He said head of the table. It It's nice that you have that excitement for it. Thank you. It's so it, This is where I'll say, <laughs> as much as we are in the Hunter era, there are some things that WWE do that are uniquely WWE and will always have the Vince McMahon flavor. Yeah. And it is that if you have the opportunity to have a Vince star headline your show that'll always take precedent over something that has been building over time it was great to see it's planted a lot of seeds uh the one thing that i said to my wife when the rock was making his entrance i I leaned over and said that's what being over really sounds like because that crowd was on their feet loud for his entire entrance not once did he have to pander to the crowd to be like come on get up make some noise so here hear this Mm-hmm. Austin's music hits. What do you think happens? Same thing. Same thing. Same thing. I'm even going to say this. Shawn Michaels' music hits. What happens? Same thing. What do these guys all have in common? Attitude Era. They're from, they're, they're under Vince. They're they're, they're built superstars. They're, they're Vince's guys. Yeah. <laughs> Undertaker's music would have fucking hit. Same thing. Same thing. This is is something I was starting to think we were getting away from. Like yes, Roman is a Vince guy. Hundred percent. Like the. He he got that Roman. He built that Roman. He gets to say that. I was hoping to see Hunter's push like it was in black and gold. Let's move the new. This is my this is my new generation. Like this is this is where we start building new stars. Obviously, you bring Cody back because again, a name and did great things away from it. Scott, yeah. The Rock said the thing. He did. I'm where excited. Sorry. Where do you finish your story? Uh, Cody's going to finish the story at WrestleMania 40 against Roman Reigns in the main event of night two. I'm standing by that, but I absolutely fucking love that. We really don't know. I, I, okay. It's, I love to hear it. We've, we've tried to book this in a way where it would make sense. Like we've talked triple threat. We have mm-hmm. lots of things that went down. If Dwayne shows up to WrestleMania to wrestle, he ain't working a triple threat. I know. He ain't working a fucking triple threat. <laughs> and Cody ain't going to have the fucking briefcase. And if you make him cash in to get his title, fuck your story. Yep. There's no way to finish that story other than Roman Reigns in the main event of WrestleMania. And it has to be this year. You can't. Make I will tell you wait. this. The bigger moment is when Roman Reigns pins Dwayne at WrestleMania. <laughs> one, two, three. <laughs> and Dwayne finally passes the torch. I can't even argue that. When Cody Cody beats him at WrestleMania 41. We're not waiting another year. Fuck that. We're not waiting. We weren't weren't supposed to wait this long. I know. God damn it. (laughs) But the questions it opens is like, yeah, The Rock can say that. Mm -hmm. He's a sought after man in Hollywood. Shit can change. Yep. I'm pretty sure that check has been fucking written and is getting cashed. (laughs) And I am pretty sure that's a lock for um, WrestleMania is, is Dwayne Roman. And it's crazy to think because I still think your night one's gotta be gotta be Punk Seth with the heat they're gonna have going in. You can deliver. I think I think that was another thing too for Punk's comeback. He's like, I want it mm-hmm. enough. Like I'm good. You're gonna let me have a night of WrestleMania. If it doesn't happen at Elimination Chamber, which is what everybody thinks it will, and it very well could be Rock and 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 Roman at Elimination Chamber. I'm going to book it for SummerSlam. 
that that could be cool. I keep it away from. But even then, you you get it at SummerSlam. Roman can't lose the title then. No, Roman can lose the title at Mania because Rock versus Roman doesn't need the championship. It just needs the, uh, the Samoan I, torch. God, I disagree. We'll have to get into that more. Because with, with the title, that'll be a fun one to bring Tom in on too. Yeah. The title, like, what was it? Where does Roman need to get to to August to be longer than Hogan? Something crazy like that, like later this year, yeah. I think they're doing it. I, I don't. I, I don't. I think they're giving it to Cody at Mania. But... Uh, we'll yeah, have to get into it next week. <laughs> I know, fuck. Uh, so real quick for next week, uh, depending on what happens on dynamite this week, I think we're going to do our battle that we teased a couple weeks ago. That's right. Uh, that's if Tom's not in, if Tom's in, we'll get back into the rock talk. Uh, we're, we're going to sign off here in about 30 seconds. Mike wrestle kingdom, uh, is tonight. Does Big Naito one. beat Sonata for the IWGP championship? Yes. Does Brian Danielson beat Okada. No. All right, Okada, you're going Okada and you're going yeah. Naito. I'm going. I'll go Naito and Danielson. No. Um, <laughs> Okada will get his flowers and then get ready for the rumble, y'all. Ooh, baby. <laughs> you heard it here first. Uh, thanks for checking out the show. We're going to sign off here because our timer is running out, but it's been a fun one. It's great to be back, pal. Oh. Can't wait for more incredible pro wrestling talk in the year 2024. Thanks again for sticking with us. Happy to be back. This is the In My House Pro Wrestling Podcast. Cheers, Welcome to my house.